Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up, a conversation with Michael Crestel. He is the executive chairman of Denalio, a gummy manufacturer just outside of Edmonton, Alberta. We want to check with him on the corporate strategy at Denalio, the products they're putting into market, and what he sees as the future of the category. Michael, thanks for being here. Great to be here, Jay. Uh, we can talk about the products you guys have on shelves, and I want to get there. But I also want to sort of revisit a conversation we had, I don't know, pandemic time. It could have been two years ago, maybe a year ago. Sometime prior to now, we had a conversation right. uh, talking about strategy, talking about the edibles market, specifically on sort of soft chews and gummies. Talk about how sort of you guys have been thinking about the market as you started and sort of where you are now from a strategy perspective. Because I think that that helps frame the conversation. Yeah, from, so for, and, and thanks for having me, Jay. Appreciate it. It's great to get reconnected. Um, so from a company strategy perspective, when we spoke last time, like Dynaleo was really focused on being a white label contract manufacturer. And the idea was to secure contracts with you know large licensed producers or branding companies who had product in market or wanted to put product in market. And we could just white label it and be an invisible manufacturer uh, in the background. Somewhere on the way to the party, uh, things changed a little bit. Th things changed in the industry. Things changed for the situation that a lot of licensed producers were in. And we very quickly realized that we needed to, to pivot. And so we started creating our own brands, both for the recreational sales, so their Sun Shower brand, um, and now Pocket Fives, which we added to it. And then on the wellness side, so our Dynathrive CBD lines are there. So uh, whereas we thought we would have maybe a small amount of branded product and be vast majority contract manufacturer, that model has been entirely flipped on its head. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, obviously you guys look at it more closely than I do, but even just on shelf or what is what, what equates for shelf at stores here in Ontario, like the, the market has really expanded a lot. I, I think even outpacing, you know, store counts, right? Like it's taking up more and more market share, but also people are attracted to this category that you guys are producing in. And, and um, it's interesting to sort of see it grow and also, um, you know, different verticals within it, right? There's like, you know, the sweet and sour gummy components that we sort of have come to know and love. There's the sort of addition of functional ingredients like you guys have in Dynathrive. There's the, you know, multi-pack, smaller dosage, which didn't even exist, you know, a year and two ago. Like, it, you know, are, do you have sort of a big whiteboard and shock where everything is and like try to fill gaps and like leading in some categories too? Because I think your apple cider vinegar was probably the first one like that on the market for on the CBD, on the CBD side. Yeah, it's, it's incredible the way the category has grown. So if you look at, um, you know, a market like Alberta, uh, you know, our, our home market, there's well over 100 different gummy skews that are being carried. I think it's pushing 80 to 90 at the OCS. Um, you see a similar story out there in BC. And, um, and you're seeing, like you said, like the category is really expanded. So, you know, when when the first entrance into the category came in, everybody was making, you know, like a, a two pack of pectin gummies, each one of them had five milligrams of THC. And that was kind of it. You didn't really have a lot of, of options. So, you know, like I would like to say that, that um, you know, producers were producing based on their operating capacity, not really where the consumer really wanted the product to be. 
And so you fast forward to today and, um, and, and you're right, we led the way on some of this. So not only, you know, using apple cider vinegar as an ingredient, but that was also the country's first large format. So we were putting 30 gummies in a package when everybody else was constrained if it's two and it's four. Um, now you keep forward, fast forwarding again. Um, you know, so today, so we've got um, 10 pack gummies in some of our markets. We've got this amazing blood orange ratio product, you know, that we're selling in, in Alberta, seems to be selling in BC. And so now it's you're down to this, the, the micro dosing level. And so consumers now, and I think it's fantastic for them, they have a choice. You can have anything depending on the market you're in from, you know, one milligram of THC up to uh, a, a one piece with 10 milligrams of THC or twos with fives or fours with two and a half. So um, it's just, that's really, that's how that, that, that what prompts that that furthers category growth again because you're starting to get what consumers want in consumers' hands, not not just what you can produce for them. Yeah, it it, it, it and it's exactly what you said. And it, it's from a consumer perspective and someone who loves this category, like it, it the variety is very compelling. Um, whereas it certainly wasn't at the beginning of legalization or when sort of edibles came on shelves, the 2.0 products. But now there is variety of products dosage flavors, um, you know, you know, I call them like, this is not what you call them, or should we call them like the kids version of gummies, like what, what people with a sweet tooth want. And then like the elevated experience for like a more grown up. And then there's the vegan options, which you guys produce. And the, like, I just think it's, and I wonder sort of in your view, you know, we are this, this long into legalization 2.0 products, but like how far and how fast like, and where does the category go next? And like, have you seen the future in California, Colorado going to replicate that here? Yeah, so the future, first of all, Dick, Dick, um, points very clearly to a much larger, much larger segment of the market being owned by, by edibles and specifically um, gummies with it. But you're right, it's not going to happen based on just, you know, companies putting out more and more of the same with just under a different flavor. So you know, you need to have expanded use cases for it. And I think where we're seeing it like quite clearly, I know where we're seeing it happening right now, the next evolution appears to be around minor cannabinoids. So you're seeing CBN popping up in some gummies. I imagine it's only a matter of time before you start seeing CBG popping into gummies and, and you're gonna start to see, um, you know, so that, that gets expanded out, that expands the use cases and that expands the addressable market. So we see where that's going. We, we also think that um, there's a, the, the the wellness side of the of this market is untapped. Um, there's a couple entrants, you know, that are out there, you know, that, that focus on CBD. You know, in addition to the apple cider flavor that we have, we launched the pomegranate uh, Dynathrive CBD, and very quickly it became, you know, one of the top three or four selling SKUs, um, you know, through the OCS. And customers just can't seem to to get enough of it. <laughs> and and we think that's because again, you're seeing these use cases expanded. So. You know, when everybody thought about, you know, 2.0 coming in, it was like, you know, how do I, how do I make somebody uh, a gummy, you know, that'll get them high so that they can go ahead and watch a movie. Right. Well, today it's about like, how do I, how do I get my mom some pain relief? How do I, you know, how do I give somebody, you know, you know, that microdose so that they don't necessarily want to be, you know, stuck in their couch all day, but they want to be on the beach, having a good time, walking around, walking their dog, doing safe things, but, you know, using the product responsibly. Uh, and so, so that's where it's going. It's about expanding those use cases and making sure you've got that, the products, you know, uh, available to do it. It's like the, the best pandemic parent hack there is really. Low dose <laughs> <laughs> gummies. Um, I, I want to, I, I don't want to get away from this conversation without sort of getting a glimpse, not, not virtually, not visually, but like, tell us about the facility. Cause I think maybe even the first time we talked, the facility wasn't 
open or just open. Tell us about the footprint of the facility and sort of the capacity, because I think it's it's like Willy Wonka met cannabis met uh, sort of uh, you know high high grade food food production facility. Yeah, we're very proud of our facility and very extremely proud of all the people that, that helped us build it and uh, and that are working there now. We've got a tremendous staff there uh, just outside of Edmonton and Nisku. It's a 26,000 square foot facility. It's purpose built. Uh, our sole product that we produce uh, are our gummies. And we have the ability to produce hundreds of millions of individual pieces uh, on an annual basis. So far exceeding you know, what the market um, currently looks like today, but very much focused on where we think this market um, is going just organically. And then if there's some regulatory changes at some point, which you know, broadens the distribution of CBD the way it has in the States, or perhaps this regulation that increases the 10 milligram THC limit, you know, then we're, we're, we're ideally set up, you know, to be able to, to capitalize on, on what that could look like and the additional distribution that it would bring. Yeah, well, from your mouth to Health Canada's ears, because I think on, on all those things you just mentioned, like uh, dosage, you know, package, like all those things, you know, all the things we talked about at the beginning of the conversation, that just expands it further, not infinitely, but it really does change the dynamic in this sort of vertical a lot, I would imagine. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And, uh, and so, like you said, we very much try to be predictors of the future and, and you know, align ourselves, you know, with, with where all that's going. Um, but in the meantime, you know, we've we've got lots of work and we're doing great work and, and carving out our little niche, you know, in, in this, as an independent, you know, in a in, in a field that's becoming uh, increasingly populated by, you know, large, large, large companies who are who are looking to uh, to compete in the segment and well, are competing I, effectively. I always appreciate the time. Thank you for talking through strategy, the products, but also uh, the future and where you guys go. So I appreciate the time. We look forward to connecting with you sort of three or six months hence to hear all the latest updates from you guys. But thanks for your time. We'll connect with you down the road. Okay, you got it. Thanks a lot. That was Michael Crestell. He is the executive chairman of Denalio. If you like this program, please rate and review us wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque Maine. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.